Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating a podcast today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I love engaging with my audience with the Q&A and the polls. And I also love the fact that I can upload my video podcast on Spotify because I know my audience love watching it sometimes when they're traveling on their commute. I highly recommend you give it a try and you can download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. With my background being in makeup Mm -hmm. and doing makeup tutorials for all those years, I felt like I couldn't get my personality across. Yeah. I felt like it's the guilt that is the thing that holds us back. So... And, and, and that's in any aspect sure. because we think about our parents and what they're going to say or other people, aunties, this, that, the other. It's like most of my life I've been trying to like prove a point. I'm the third girl. Right. So I just held on to this feeling all my life that I'm like, I have to prove my worth and that I'm, I am just as good as my older sisters and the, the brother that you were waiting for. Independence just isn't encouraged for women. No. Why do you think that is? But you have to accept it so that you can have a more peaceful life. Right. And like I was saying before, you can only control your own sort of reaction. This kind of self-love, acceptance, is tied to the phrase, too modern. Yeah. You're too much of a modern girl. You know? You're too independent is what I hear all the time. You're going to become too independent. What does that even mean? Oh and my I God. never understand it when people say that. Yeah, watch this. I was so angry. I literally had to go into my studio and back and I was just like, okay, just put all of this energy into into everything you're you're doing. I'm like, okay, okay, it's happening. This is real. Anshul. Hi. Welcome to Millennial Mind. Thank you for having me. I feel like this is the conversation I've been waiting to have for like three years. Well, two years since I've started my podcast. I'm an really? exaggerator, by the way. I'm like for 10 years. The reason why is when I released my podcast and then when I saw yours... I was so pissed because I thought, what an amazing name. Why didn't I think of that? What would the auntie say is like an incredible name. Your podcast is amazing. And I've written a book. I have. So I want to get into all of the details today, but I really had to be selective on the topics I wanted to choose because I think we could be here for like the whole day. I I, I mean, if you want me here the whole day, I'm ready. (laughs) But thank you so much for coming on. I want to start with what inspired you to start the podcast and then write the book? Okay, so with the podcast, I felt like, you know, with my background being in makeup Mm -hmm. and doing makeup tutorials for all those years, I felt like I couldn't get my personality across. Yeah. I can, but there's so much more to me. And, you know, you go through life, you go through real life stuff, and Mm -hmm. you can't share that through doing makeup videos, you know teaching wing liners and all that, and contours and all of that. Like a midlife crisis. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> guys, I'm really upset today. <laughs> uh, so I just felt like, you know, I always, always wanted to talk about deeper topics, things that I'm going through, things that other people are going yeah. through, and things I just didn't hear about. I feel like those conversations weren't happening. They weren't. And I also have these conversations in my house, and I, I say conversations arguments yeah <laughs> I have the I have some of debates. these yeah debates sometimes heated arguments mm-hmm. um mainly with my dad and <laughs> are we the same person <laughs> <laughs> um and I just felt like I wanted I, I really just wanted to share more of me yeah myself my thoughts my opinions um and just be a bit more real in mm-hmm. a space that can sometimes not feel like that. Absolutely. Um, because I can say I, I, I definitely, I don't enjoy any of that like 
fakeness to social media and all of that and I always like to come across or I just I, I just, just want to be yeah and just be my true self no yeah. matter what and if people like it they like it if they don't they don't um but yeah so I, I've always wanted that throughout mm -hmm. all of my content anyway through doing all of that yeah I couldn't I couldn't really share much of my personality so I wanted to talk about certain things that were bothering me but the way I found it best to do that was to focus on what other people were going through because I couldn't have these direct conversations talking about what I'm going through because I'm worried about what other people will think. I just want to jump up right now. Yeah. <laughs> jump girl, do what, do what you need to do. But yeah, I just felt like I couldn't focus on me at that time. And I was going through like therapy. Right. And my therapist was like, no, just, you know, do it. She was giving me the, the strength and the confidence. And I was just mm. like, no, I'm scared, girl. <laughs> no. So I started focusing on brown girl problems. Right. That was my way of sharing my opinions and almost sending like indirect messages to my dad on what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling. <laughs> my know. whole family. Yeah, exactly. To anyone. Like, actually, mm -hmm. this is how I think. I don't yes. think the same as you. Uh-huh. Um, but instead of it being about me, so you can't come at me, I'm going to make it about everybody else. else. Yeah, exactly. And also at the same time, I'm sharing a light on these situations and hopefully I can help them. Absolutely. Because um, I'm that type of person. I am that friend that loves giving advice. Um, and I think I do give good <laughs> advice. I'm just really bad at taking it. Yeah. Um, and, and taking my own advice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I started doing the brown girl problem videos. They were doing really, really well. Okay. And then... I wanted to do like Agony Arch Sundays on my Instagram, which I was like focusing on again, more brown girl problems. And the more I was doing that, I was finding the confidence to talk about taboo topics. I was right. realizing how taboo they are and mm -hmm. how much this is still such a huge issue. And I was, I was gaining confidence in speaking about my own experience. I exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so that sort of led me to the podcast. And then from the podcast, it just felt right to go and do a book and just dive even deeper. And then be on a billboard. And then <laughs> a couple of billboards, shall we say? Yeah. Sorry, a couple. <laughs> yeah, a couple. That was amazing. I mean, I have the exact same experience as you. I yeah. feel like growing up, I was like um, very much a people pleaser. And we're going to get into that because I think a lot of Indian girls are taught to be people pleasers yeah. for so many reasons. But as I got older, I realized that I wanted to just, I always used to say like controversial things. My parents yeah. would be like, don't say that. Or like, yeah. don't, 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 don't say that in front of other people. And I've always had this fear of like saying the wrong thing in front of other people now oh. because that's been like instilled in me for such a long time. But the podcast was really a way for me to hide away from that, mm. to come on a platform where I can say I'm talking about general things yeah. And for people to not say like, oh, well, you're saying something bad. It's not me, it's my guest. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just agreeing with them and I'm yeah. just understanding them. And, you know, we just have the same experience. Yeah. But, you know, it was a real way for me to shed light like you on a lot of the issues mm. that I feel like I was facing. And my podcast was actually going to be called The Indian Problem. Can okay. you believe that? But I changed it because it was so negative. And then I did a millennial mind because I also wanted to focus on other issues yeah. outside of our culture yeah. um, as well. So my second season, The Indian Expectation was so focused on that. And I feel that, you know, there were so many things that other people really related to. Mm -hmm. And what shocks me is some people still comment on videos saying, that's so outdated. You no, know, that doesn't happen now. You know, even with Harpreet, when we recorded the podcast, I got hundreds of comments being like, nobody thinks like this anymore. It's so outdated. And then somebody commented, you should stay in your lane. Yeah. And I was like, here's the prime example yeah. of how it's not outdated. We're exactly. still facing a lot of these issues. Absolutely. But one of the things that I wanted to ask you is, Obviously sharing your experiences on the podcast, you're talking about your family. You've mentioned your dad a couple of times in this. Did you feel guilty for almost sharing your experiences with your parents? Because you're, well, not you, but we all are almost shedding a bad light on them in a sense of we don't agree with those old traditional values. We are criticizing the way that they've almost raised us. Mm -hmm. Did you feel guilty for that? Maybe to start with, but I felt like it's the guilt that is the thing that holds us back. So, and, and, and that's in any aspect. For sure. Because we think about our parents and what they're going to say or other people, aunties, this, that, the other. And we have this, we carry this guilt because at the end of the day, they have tried their best. Exactly. 
and they have given us love and they've they've given us the best that they can mm -hmm. and they are only human beings as well and they've right. had to you know immigrate and learn and and do all of that so you know i i get all of that but at the same time i can't let that stop me from me being me and like the things that I want to do and I want to say because we are very different people and we've got different upbringings and experiences um, and it's important like I felt like it was really important for me to sort of let go of that guilt so I'm not held back in what exactly. I'm doing and actually by me letting go of that guilt I'm able to help not only myself because it's like therapeutic to do that mm -hmm. um, I'm helping so many other people and I think that is what, th that's the bigger picture for me. It's like, right. you know, th where there's topics that I'm a bit nervous to talk about in my podcast or in my book. Yeah. I'm like, but I wouldn't be doing the brown girls out there justice if I held back because I'm scared. Exactly. Of what my family are going to say. Because then mm -hmm. it's like, what's the point? Why are you even doing this? If exactly. you're not going to talk about those those difficult subjects. I, I'm still fearful. My dad, the other, day, the other day, he was like, I listened to your podcast and I was like, oh, and it was one with Harpreet and she said in the same thing, I no longer do things thinking about what my dad says. It's okay if he doesn't want me to start a business and I'm still gonna do it, but I'm not gonna just do things because I'm scared of what he'll say. Yeah. And I was like, I completely agree. And then when my dad said he listened to the podcast, I was like, please don't bring up the conversation. Please don't bring up the conversation. <laughs> Let's just move away from it. And I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. You listen to it, great. Um, anyway, how's your day? Because Awkward. I think it's still, like we have a lot of deep conversations. I have a lot of conversations with him where I'm like, I do not agree with that. And there's a lot of things I have to challenge them on still, but they are very much like more understanding as to where I am now. I think I'm so strong on certain issues that people don't say certain things in front of me. I'm like very aware of that now. They can still think that, but they don't say it in front of me. And that's okay. Cause I'm like- My family do that. Right? My dad's like, don't say anything. She's gonna- she's Exactly. On the next podcast. My cousin the other day, we were at the, the house and he was like, guys, do you want a beer? And then he was like, oh, sorry, Shivani, girls, do you want a beer? Because like now, you know, we have to be conscious of everything that we yeah, say around beer. Good. And I'm like, good for you. It just means they're thinking about exactly. their actions and everything more so. Yeah. And someone else said like, um, can you go make me a plate? And then one of my cousins was like, did you just, don't say that in front of Shivani. And I was like, what did you say? Yeah. And he was like, oh no, I just uh, asked her if she Where's wanted my to. Uh, uh, and I was like, don't worry, it's all good content for me. Yeah. But you know, that guilt element I think is really hard because mm. you almost don't want to say bad things about things, but how do you change if you don't call things out? How do you learn to improve? How do you all understand a different perspective? There's one thing around colorism, which my whole life I was taught, like I was fair, I was fair, and that was a great thing. And when people would say to me, oh, you don't look Indian, I'd be like, oh, thanks. Yeah. Right? And only because I was listening to things and because I was listening to podcasts and watching videos that I understood, like, that's that's rude. Like, yeah. why should I be proud that I don't look Indian? Exactly. Why should it be like, I don't look Indian, I look Spanish or whatever yeah, it is yeah. when I was younger, if I would be complimented on that. Yeah. And I think that learning these different things helps you to also identify your own blind spots. So it's super important that we're spreading light on these issues. Absolutely and trying to understand different perspectives. But Lily Singh spoke about this in her podcast as well. And I'm becoming more understanding with my parents. Mm -hmm. She said that when she came out as bi, mm -hmm. she expected her mom to just be like, yep, I accept you. And like, yep, I understand everything you're going through. And you know, with my parents, there's some things that they just do not get. Yeah. They like absolutely do not get. I want to move out. Okay. And last year I told them, we're going to talk about this. Yeah. Last year I told them and they were like, we don't get it. Like, don't you love us? Like, oh don't you want to live with us? Like, my dad, what is everyone going to say? Like, you're not married. Don't you think you should be focusing on finding a partner? And I was like, wait, what? Like, they're like, don't you think you should be focusing on marriage? I'm like, why? And they're like, but we're so nice to you. You can do what you want. Yeah, like, you have everything the, here. You have everything. Yeah. We don't stop you from anything. Like, right. what's the restriction? And oh anyway, this year- We're literally living the same we are. life. Like we literally, yeah, I feel yeah, like we are. Yeah, we, should, yeah. we should just talk all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But basically last year, I didn't end up moving out. But this year I told them, look, I am moving. I found a place and they were like, okay. They weren't like, yeah, you're moving. But they were like, okay, if there's something you want to do, then do it. Yeah. You don't have to go. But if you want to do it, then just do it. And I think my mum is very much like, she's so great. She's very much like, go live your life. My like, mum is like that. It. Isn't it? She, yeah. I feel like there's certain women, I spoke about this before, who are like, basically give you all the experiences we have, we had and we're gonna stop you. Or we're gonna give you a 20% improvement, Yeah. right? Yeah. And we think that we're giving you a better life. As a mother-in-law, I think this is why so many 
daughter-in-laws and mother-in-laws have problems. Yes. Because as a mother-in-law, you're like, well, I had to wake up at 5 a.m. and you're only waking up at 7 a.m. So actually your life is great and yeah. mine was really hard. And then you get other ones who are just like, I never got to do it. So you go you and go, do it yeah. and live your life, right? Yeah. That's like my mom, basically. Right? Yeah. And you're just like, go live your life. And But it really made me teary the other day because my dad, the other, I came downstairs and he said, oh, Shivani, from your flat, you can go to here in 10 minutes. You can walk here. And I was honestly Don't. like... You're actually supporting me now, moving out, and that is something they do not understand. So the fact that they're like really trying to understand from my perspective, I like put it all down to the podcast of me like talking about all this stuff and talking about gender roles. And even when they're doing stuff now, they're more conscious about the way they're speaking. And I can only expect them to try and understand yeah. rather than like knock me. And I think that's what we, we also need to like get as well as, you know, we can still love our parents but not agree with them. Yeah. And they can still love us and not agree with us. Exactly. Right? And it's about, it's about, yeah, just fully understanding that. And that's what unconditional love is. It's having that unconditional love for your parents, mm -hmm. whether they do good or bad, and just accepting them. Because mm -hmm. like, you know, I, I'm like one of four siblings and my elder sister, she definitely got it a lot harder than for sure. me. Yeah, the eldest one always gets it the hardest. Exactly. I'm the eldest daughter. Yeah. <laughs> I only have a younger brother, but like I grew up in a house with with three boys uh, and I was the only girl, so I got it hard. Yeah, yeah, you would do. I was not the princess. Like that's what everyone thinks. Like, oh, you must have been so small and you were the princess. I'm like, absolutely yeah. not. I was the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, my elder sister definitely got it a lot harder. Like my parents were so much more strict with her and she always yeah. like, she, she sort of does hold on to these things and and that's her experience and that's okay but I always say to her like I'm like Ren that mom and dad didn't know what they were doing like what? it was the first time they were having a child right it's the first like you have to think like yes they are our parents and yes they're so much older than us and they, yeah. they're meant to know everything that they're doing in the world but actually when you deep it and you think about it i feel like now that i have this way of thinking i'm so much more forgiving of exactly of, you're more compassionate yeah, exactly because i'm like what well, everything they're doing even now as like they're way older and they've got through so much more life. I still think everything they're doing is the first time they're doing it. A hundred percent. How old were your parents when they had your oldest daughter, uh, eldest sister? Uh, yeah, like young 20s. Right. So I don't know what the hell I'm doing right now. Yeah. I'm 28. I'm 30. So and if I, I had know. a baby right now, I don't know what I would do. I don't know how I've got to this point in my yeah. life. Honestly, even my family are like, you're alive? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't you're know. Thriving. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's, it's crazy because we think that like, oh, you made all these mistakes. And it was really sad the other day because I said to my mum, I'm going to share this. It's a really personal experience. But I'm going to share it. Go for it. So my brother was making an egg and he's 27. Okay. And my mum was like, well done, Akshay. And I literally looked to her and I was like, why did you say well done? And she was like, because he's made an egg. Because he made something nice. And I was like, he made an egg. It's an egg. Mom. And she was like, yeah, but when you make something nice, I was like, when I make a Thai green curry, or when I make a poke bowl, yeah. or when I make a Mexican infused harissa, cauliflower, yeah. baked, whatever thing, and it's complicated, then you'll be like, well done. If I make an egg, have you ever said well done? And she was like, no. And I was like, this is the point. Like, this is the problem. Absolutely. You're telling him at the age of 27 to do a basic thing like making an egg is like a congratulations. Right. And I was like, you expected me to know how to do that when I was 15. Right. And then she was like, I'm sorry. And I was like, no, don't say sorry. I feel really bad that you're like, then I'm saying sorry. But she's like, you're right. I did. She had certain expectations for me, i.e. cooking. Yeah, because you're someone, a girl. Because I'm a girl. And she always used to say like, you know, you need to, you need to get training. And you need to get trained up. And I was like, for what? War? Yeah. And I used to literally say that to her. Like, yeah, yeah. where am I going to fight? Like, yeah, what yeah. do you mean? <laughs> and then like my grandma would always say like, your mother-in-law's going to want you to make the, all these things. And your mother-in-law's not going to be happy if you don't make these things. And all these things are so naturally taught to us. Oh my God. My my mum and dad been like, oh, because I've got tattoos. And they'd be like, oh, your, what if your mother-in-law yeah. doesn't like it? What if your husband? Well then. Yeah. I'll, I'll keep my fingers right. down right now. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I'm like, well, that's them. Why is it always the mother-in-law? Yeah, exactly. Like, what is, what and is if this deal? my husband doesn't like tattoos, then he's not my husband. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't get it. Even though I think you and I are probably these really strong characters, there's still this underlying guilt yes. that's within us. Mm -hmm. So a couple of months ago, we were somewhere and everyone, the food came out. Mm -hmm. And everyone was, it was just like, I don't know, like 10 families. And everyone started to take the food and uh, I took a plate because the food was out and I was hungry. Right. And as I took a plate and auntie came over and she said, oh, is that your plate? And I said, yeah. 
She goes, oh, I thought you were making it for your dad. My dad has never asked me to make a plate. He's never asked my mum to make a plate for him. And in that moment, I was so annoyed. I was like, what do you mean? Why would I make a plate for my dad? My dad is fully capable. He's like not old. He's, yeah, like, yeah, perf- yeah. he's like standing there yeah, like yeah. He'll eat when he wants to eat. Yeah. I'm very much of that. Like, I don't understand this like eat, 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 eat. If you want to eat something, just Or eat it's it. like, or oh, like- let the men eat first. Right? So <laughs> yeah. that's what I think the message was yeah. as well. It was yeah. like, first of all, you should do it for them. Yeah. And as a daughter, now that's my role to be doing right. that. And secondly, the men should be eating first. And why have you taken a plate? It was like a very indirect message. So if my dad asked me, I would do it. If he didn't right. ask me, it's... I'm, my I'm, dad's I'm never asked eat, me right? right yeah so I was so angry in that moment and I was like this is ridiculous like I cannot believe I was just like well no it's my plate my response was like no it's my plate because I'm hungry yeah and then I sat down and then I felt so guilty so then I was like dad do you want me to make your plate and he was like no I'll go get, make my no, own girl, plate no you should have just sat and there like and that enjoyed that food. then I felt yeah. bad the whole time because I was like am I the only one that's eating and then everyone was taking it after but it was that natural guilt that comes in of right. being like you should you should not be eating first, or you know you should be serving the men. Or and you should have been a better daughter and exactly. offered it to your dad first. Exactly. And then you come second. Exactly. But no, if you're hungry. And you know, <laughs> everyone that's saying this is an outdated principle, please reflect on a time you've had family round and the men are doing the washing up and the women are sitting down. It has never happened in my family. There have been times where both are in the kitchen and I think that's slowly starting to happen now. Good with my influence of being like, why are the men sitting down? Like, what, this is this is preposterous. I also go to work. This is my argument, right? Like, will the women work? Yeah. So why are the men sitting? And why are the women doing all the washing and the hoovering and the clearing up? Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. So in my in my house, it's still very much like that, but with uh, amongst my siblings and their yes, partners, everybody's, different. yeah, like mixing in. But if I look at aunties and uncles, uh-huh. the uncles are, are sitting and they're definitely Always. not getting And they're involved. not going to change. No, they're not. They're I not feel like change. there's certain things that they can and will change on and there's certain things that they just won't. Absolutely won't, and yeah. And again, that's something that I have to, I, I get wound up. Yes. I get irritated. Yeah, it. and I'm like, do you know what? The only yeah. thing I can control is me. Yes. And my re- reaction to this. <laughs> For so, sure. Yeah, that's that's all I'm gonna all I'm gonna manage right now. So if they're not gonna do it, it's fine. <laughs> and this is the thing, I think that everyone thinks that when you're like an activist, you speak up about everything. There's loads of things that I let go of. There's yeah. loads of things in that situation when someone's like, Shwani, go get me a glass of water. That I'm like, <laughs> You're in flipping glasses. <laughs> you have two flipping legs. Oh my god! You're, you're, you're like my not even in my head under is, thirty. You've got legs. Yeah. Well, yeah. I say that sometimes to my cousins, but then there's sometimes when you say it and they're like, "Oh, fine, I'll just get it myself then," or like, "Oh, I'll just ask my mum then." And it's just like, "Well, why didn't you get him a glass why of water? Would, why would you exactly. ask your mum as well, though?" Honestly, the, but why are you asking the battle is too hard sometimes. <laughs> so sometimes I just grip my teeth and go get the bloody water and then I sit back down. But I think the good thing is, is that by having these conversations, hopefully people don't ask and they know that they're going to get shit. So that's why they Basically, stopped asking. Basically, don't ask for water. <laughs> don't <laughs> get your own flipping yeah. water. I just, you know, but this principle is like, we're laughing about it, but it's actually just so frustrating that it's like, if we are all sitting down, you as a woman, go get up and get the water. Fair enough if I'm in the kitchen or I'm doing something close. If we're all sitting down and someone's like, Shivani, can you go get me some water? It's just rude. And I think that we've allowed so many of these things because it's disrespectful to be disobedient. And that's my next topic with you, right? When you're disobedient and you go against the grain and you talk back or you give a difference of opinion, you're known to be disobedient, right? You're known to be disrespectful, sorry. And growing up, I think as a child, you're judged on two things, in my opinion, as a child. How clever you are, so how good are you doing in school, how, how, what are your grades, and are you a good kid? Like, do you listen? I was neither. <laughs> Same. But growing up, because I wasn't like that clever, well, I say that clever, I didn't get all A stars and I didn't get all A's, I would then try to be like really like so much of a people pleaser. And I remember like when I was 16, I, I cut my hair I even really short. Really? Yeah. I really tried though, because like I remember I cut my hair short because I saw an EastEnders and somebody had it and I really wanted that. it. I cut my hair. And I used to wear it like two little ponies. And then I used to wear black nail varnish when I was like 14. And everyone used to be like, all my family used to be like, what are you doing? Rebel my child. Rebel child, right? Yeah. But then I would always like never speak up how I speak up now. I'd always say, like, I remember when I would be whistling and my grandma would be like, girls don't whistle. And I'm like, why not? And she'd be like, because they can't. But then the fear of like her telling me off again would stop me from doing it in front of her. Does that make right. sense? But then in front of my mum, I'd be like whistling all the time because I'd be yeah. like, you can't tell me off. I'm going to do what I want. But in front of, I grew up in a family where I was living with my aunties and living with my grandma and millions That's of people hard. would come over all the time. So yeah. 
you took on that feedback because you didn't want to be told off all the time. All the time, yeah. Like your bra strap showing oh, when God. you're like bloody 16 years old. Like yeah. it's not a big deal. I always used to get like, oh, don't sit like that because, and look at how I'm sat today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On the train this morning. <laughs> this is the funniest thing. I had my suitcase yeah, here. I do that. And I was sitting like that and I was just like lounging. <laughs> and I remember sitting, uh, as I was sitting on the train, I was like, God, if my mum saw me. At like, home, I would sit like, this is when I was younger. I literally, imagine the sofas like this. One leg is up here and one leg is there. And I'd be like, it's just comfortable. And I my mum literally, like yeah, she'd be like, she'd be like, don't sit like that. But it's like, who is watching? You know and what's the worst? It's when you're at a family event. It's yeah. Don't, yeah. And this is the mind maker. It gives me anxiety. Do you know what? We still have to do that. Like between me and my siblings, we still do that. We're like, yeah, don't say it. Because don't we've got it. each other's back. And right. so we just don't want any drama. And Negativity. sometimes, you know. Each of us sometimes lack a bit of uh, tact. So <laughs> that's me. I'm like so direct. I'm like, I really need to be more tactical in the way I say things. Yeah, like be a little bit more sugar coated. Or just not say anything. I think that's right. the best way. Just I've learned. Nod. <laughs> I've kind of learned to like hold my tongue like on a lot of things. But I think it's the most important thing to be confrontational. Yeah. I like think it's the best thing in the world. I'm really comfortable with being confrontational right i never had an issue with it which is neither and i'm actually quite proud of that you should fair. i think it's the best quality in someone you know where you stand yeah and the and i think this is my synopsis of why i think indian mother-in-laws and indian daughter-in-laws just do not get along this is my yeah. this is my breakdown some when, do though some do some do but yeah. i think whilst and this is not actually just indians a lot of them don't get along because they don't address the issues yeah so you move into their family home and you live with them yeah and you don't tell them like look i need alone time yeah look i like to go to the gym basically you don't know how to set those boundaries exactly without offending the other person right and it's too late once the offense is done to set the boundary exactly so then it just goes on and resentment builds and exactly. you're frustrated and i also think for so many women and lily singh spoke about this in her podcast and you're going to resonate with this she said growing up every man in her family had money influence and power mm -hmm. and none of the women did mm -hmm. none of the women made all the decisions none of the women were like headstrong or like you know at the forefront of everything and so the women actually so she as a girl growing up was like, I need to have all those things to make sure I get that validation or impress the men in her life. And I think the same with me, which is why I was like, I'm never gonna be that woman who is gonna like take shit. Yeah, and my mom has like pushed that into me so much. She is like the opposite of me. She's same. not confrontational, she's so shy. Is she she oh my God. My mom is exactly the but same. they pushed it into us yeah. to be like, do be not strong, be girl. like that. Don't take any shit right. from anyone. Like, because, Stand up for yeah, yourself. exactly. Yeah. Because they didn't have the strength to do that. And they weren't taught to do that. Exactly. We are actually taught, we have so many more resources. We have yeah. so much to learn from and so many role models now. Exactly. That we don't have to be worried whilst they are like the opposite, right? Exactly. And I feel like most of my life I've been trying to like prove a point. Same. Yeah. And Same. even if it's just to like, not to the world, right. some of it is to me. Exactly. Uh, Same to yeah. me. It's just to me that I can do it. Or that like, I can. Yeah. And I'm, I'm capable as a woman or a girl or whatever. Mm -hmm. And not just to myself, but also to my dad. Yeah. And... To, because with my dad, I've spoken about this in my in my book where, and on my podcast, like I'm the third girl. Right. So I just felt, I don't know, I've just held on to this feeling all my life that I'm like, I have to prove my worth and that I, I am just as good as my older sisters and the, the brother that you were waiting for. And right. I, am, I am more than capable. And I feel like I've done that. Mm. Um, Does he yeah. feel that? Uh, yeah. I am my dad's favorite child. Really? <laughs> no way. Yeah, 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 hands down. <laughs> and growing up, did you feel that he didn't favor you? Um, I feel like when I was first born, he didn't favor me. Um, but I have always, for some, I don't know, I've just, I've just always been really drawn to him. And I've like, mm. we're quite similar in the sense that he is outspoken, he is loud, he's outgoing. Like we have right. these similarities, but then we do clash massively Same. because we're too strong. Too similar, yeah. yeah. Characters. Um, but yeah, I just, I kind of have, because as a young kid, you don't know that like, mm. oh, I'm the third girl and this is a problem. And it's only when you start growing up and you realize like you start noticing things probably in your teens and things like that. Exactly. Like, yeah, that's when you start to notice. But as a young kid, 
I have so much love to give. Like I would literally, if my dad walked in the door from work, I would be the one running over. Right. And I've I've just always been that way. So I guess I, me like um, maybe forcing my love on him mm-hmm. has yeah made him made him love me a little bit more. Um, I don't know. But then also like I do I do involve like my dad in in a lot of the conversations and things that I'm doing and I want to do that you right. know I want him to be a part of and both my parents I want them to be a part of my journey and right. like I like involving them mm. um so yeah being confrontational with your dad for the first time how did that go what was the topic oh god I can't tell you a first time there's been <laughs> Jeez, there's been so many times, you know, there's been times where it's it's hard because I also think like Indian dads from that generation, I'm not going to say all of them, yeah, but um, they don't know how to communicate. They don't. And like my dad grew up without a dad, so also that, stop. My dad's dad, dad died when he was 21. Oh my God, okay, so my dad's dad died when he was three. Oh my god! Wow! Yeah, exactly. I'm like, so again, like the, it's things like this that you know. This is the sort of internal work that I've had to do to sort of remind myself of why he might be the way he exactly. is. Exactly. I sometimes I'm oblivious to the fact that my parents are not 20 like me. They yeah. ha- they're like 58 and yeah. 57. So that's 58 and 57 years of conditioning. Of, yeah. You know, understanding different messages to what they've taught us and. experiencing completely different lives. They've already sort of shaped themselves. It's hard to change now. Yeah. It's hard to change, I think, when you're 18. Yeah. Imagine how hard it is to change when you're much older than that. And I think I've come to terms with that now too, to be like, you think this way, I do not get it, but I'm just not gonna argue about it. You have to accept it so that you can have a more peaceful life. Right. And you can live with them in, yeah, in a more peaceful manner. It's yeah. it's what, like I was saying before, you can only control your own sort of mm-hmm. reaction and that's it. You can't really expect too much from other people, even though it's difficult sometimes and you just yeah. shake them. <laughs> but yeah, you have to just kind of just be like, okay, well, this is what I'm going to do for me. Right. And that's going to make the whole situation better. This is, this kind of self-love, acceptance, is tied to the phrase, too modern. Yeah. You're too much of a modern girl, you know? You're too independent is what I hear all the time. You're gonna become too independent. What does that even mean? And I never understand it when people say that. Yeah, what's too independent? What's too independent? So we touched on moving out, Mm -hmm. but that is something I think that people classify as being too modern, right? Nobody I know out of my friends, my Indian friends, and none of my close cousins have moved out. My, my distant cousin had moved out, and when she did, she had to lie to her extended family and say it was for work. Right. You know, work have put me up. Right. And then it slowly became like, no, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, now I'm just now. here. Yeah. And then not to her immediate family, yeah. but like to extended family, yeah. because people were like, what are we gonna say? Yeah. You know, my parents last year were like, what are people gonna say? Like, wh- why are you moving out? And I was like, I'm 28 years old. Yeah. It's bizarre that we have a culture here in the UK, and it's actually not like that in the US. Yeah in the UK that you stay at home until you're married. Literally. And if you move out before you're married, you're seen to be disrespectful. Yeah. You know, and non-traditional. Yeah, it's so weird because when I first told my dad that, um, oh, well, my I, my mum always sort of knew, and like I said, my mum is like, you go, girl. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. My mum was like, <laughs> Yeah, but when I told my dad, like, I want to move out, and I was really serious about it, the first thing he said, he was like, what? do you hate us? Do right. you like not like being here? <laughs> what have you the done other? to you? And to be fair, like my parents have, especially like during the lockdown and everything, they did the most to make sure yeah. like I had my filming set up. They, so nice. I, they got me internet in the in the studio that's in the back of the garden. He like, yeah. you know, my dad got some electrician guy to come and run a wire all the oh, way through so I could really record sweet. my podcast and, and not be disturbed. And like, yeah. they have honestly, done everything that they can and they've yeah. given me everything and I feel so much since moving out and you'll feel this as well mm-hmm. um you just feel so much more love and gratitude for them and I Everyone love them says that yeah and you have a closer relationship with them when you move out yeah because you're almost just like you've done so much for me yeah. I went on holiday the other day I went to 
well, the other day, I went to LA and Vegas. Nah. And when we were in Vegas, everything was so flipping expensive oh, yeah. <laughs> that I was like, I'm so grateful to my parents that took me to Vegas twice <laughs> when I was a kid. What a waste of money. Why would yeah. they take us? Yeah. And it's small things like that. I think when you move out, you're like, they did so much for me. And you yeah. like process things in a very different way. I think when you're living at home and day to day, you're frustrated, right? Yeah, exactly. Like um, my first week when I had to sort out all my bills and my wife <laughs> yeah. and stuff, honestly, I wanted to call my dad and apologize for being such a bitch for all these years and being like, Dad, I need more internet. Dad, I need more. You need to call Virgin and get a higher speed. And then when I realized higher speed means more money, I was like, so funny. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And like just the thought of like me sitting there through for the whole day trying to get through to British Gas or this person, that person. It's a headache. And I just think they've had to sit there at work right. on during their work days yeah. and do all of this uh-huh. and like and pay the bill for all of us. And I'm like, oh my God. Like I was just I imagining my parents like doing what I oh, I just was like, I'm so sorry. I feel awful. I feel terrible. Yeah, you will feel so much more love and gratitude. Um completely. But, and I think, but you know. Independence just isn't encouraged for women. No. Why do you think that is? Oh, I think, well, obviously it's because it's seen as like a, a man's role and uh, men are meant to be the providers. And mm-hmm. I mean, but where are the, the men that are stepping up to do that? Because <laughs> She's looking. <laughs> Someone let me know who's providing. But it's uh, funny because like, I think that as an Indian girl, if I'm like, I've moved out, people are like, oh, why? As an Indian guy, it's a selling point. Yeah, the amount of times I've been sold, I've been told sold. I've not been sold anything. <laughs> the amount of times I've been given someone's bio data, and it's like he has his own flat in London. And I'm like, put that on my flipping bio data. I'm not single, yeah. by the way. Yeah, yeah. But you know, they would not put that on my bio data if they could, because it'd be like, oh my god, you're just so independent, and you're just like, you're moving out, and you're a bit crazy, and no one's gonna want to marry you. It's something I'm really proud of. Like, when it my, should yeah, be. Yeah. When my dad was like, what, what we're we gonna tell family because you're not married? I literally was like, tell them that I'm able. I'm to do it, yeah. I am literally capable of doing this by myself without a man. Yeah, and I'm so proud of that. If a man comes into my life and adds to it, exactly, fantastic. But hundred percent. Until then, what do you want me to do? I think it's. I think literally, (laughs) what what are you going to do? Just stay there forever? Exactly. And like, and I could because honestly, I've thought about it so many times where I'm like, I really don't want to just move back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, actually, I had it really good at home. (laughs) This is the thing, and I feel like when you say something like that, when I went to go and see the flat, I was like, I was a bit scared. And when I came home, I was like, I'm a bit scared. And they were like, We don't have to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, There's no need for you to go. Like, don't do it if you if you don't really want to. I was like, I do really want to. I'm just saying, it's a little bit scary to then just completely move into a place completely alone yeah um but i'm really excited i think like it's gonna be a good thing it is but you know as a girl i just do feel that we are put down so much for doing things like as a man yeah we have these really specific gender roles like a woman yeah. should do this a man should do that yeah. should do this and when you mix them people almost are really confused yeah and when i speak about like you know dating with like my mom or dad or something and i i say like oh you know i i, I would like a guy that could cook or does this right. and you know and these are basic life skills. Basic life. I am not asking for him to landscape my garden or uh-huh. whatever. I'm asking him to be able to feed himself if right. I'm not there. Right. Like, it's... Or me. Feed me. <laughs> this is the like, point. Why not? It should, it should be a two-way thing. And there are some things like so, some things like that are like I I don't know. G- girls do, are better at like you know, making a home a certain way and things like that. Mm-hmm. You think? I'm like, so like, no. Yeah, I think we've yeah. all been trained to We be can like, all do it. We can all do it. But women I, are told, I'm rubbish at decorating a home. Like, honestly, oh, get I me, have, get me, bring please, me in. Please, please come please. in when I do it. I'm yeah. honestly just like, this flat is completely furnished. It's all decorated. Hallelujah. Oh my because God. I honestly okay. can't even take a picture of like a candle and the planner. <laughs> I'm like, what's the angle? Like, how do I do this? I'm oh, so you. bad at it. And like, I almost think that because I was put into this box of like, you need to be like an interior designer or you need to be cooking or you need to do everything aesthetically. Yeah. I've almost like pushed away from that so much. I'm like, I don't like cooking yeah, and yeah. I don't. Yeah. I do not enjoy cooking. Yeah. And now I'm like, I openly say it. I'm like, I don't enjoy cooking. That's so it's not gonna be my role. I will but do it. But it's about having like teamwork. Yeah, and yeah, so like if I'm never he's capable I'm... of cooking, right. you'll clean or it's just, Exactly, or know. like if you enjoy cooking, then I'll do the cleaning or like sometimes I will cook, but I have or no sometimes patience. I'll order delivery. Right. <laughs> That's it. 
Do you know what I mean? You will get fed, it's, but I'll order it. So <laughs> Do you know when my mom was when my mom was like younger? I say like ten years ago when I was a bratty teenager. I was like, I don't want to do the dishwasher. I don't want to do this. I would be like, You're lucky I'm helping you, and she'd be like, I'm not lucky you're helping me. This is our house. It's for all of us. Yeah. And I really felt bad saying that, and like this is my mistake of being like, it's your role, mom, and I'm doing it for you. Yeah. And my mom would always say like, when if the cleaner couldn't come, she'd be like, Can everybody help me? And yeah. now I've said to her, reframe that to be like, the cleaner isn't coming. The house needs to be cleaned. Yes. Who's doing what? Right. Not who can help me. Yeah. Or who can help me in the kitchen. It's like, well, we're all eating. We're yeah. all eating something. Yeah. So why are we helping you? Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? No, it's like, re- I've been, I've made that mistake growing up. Yeah. Of like putting my parents in those categories too. Yeah. And I, well, I've seen it my whole life. Like they've put themselves in their categories. And my dad definitely doesn't play his role in the kitchen and yeah. my mum plays the full role right. um you know but he 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 does you know his part too yeah in other things and where there are can. other things that they yeah, do yeah exactly but yeah like in our house like having my two older sisters they mm. really really pushed for my brother to be just as involved God, as your was. poor brother he must have got it like he did 100%. He i did. give it to my brother but he's got three but sisters I, I must say it was great life training because Fine. he is far more domesticated than I am. He does oh, so much more. Like I'm the one that sits there. <laughs> like after dinner, I'm the one like just sitting there watching him do it, right. and I'm just like, yeah, and and exactly, <laughs> okay. I now you know enjoy that, it. <laughs> I, my mum the other day said, "Oh, I forgot to ask you to cut the potatoes." I said, "Why didn't you ask Akshay?" <laughs> and then she goes. Um, because uh, you know how to do it better. And I was like, nice try. Yeah, yeah. I was just, and, then no, she, I and, then, and then she was just like, yeah, well, I can't say to you. And I was like, you can't say to me now that you're sexist, can you? She was like, I'm not sexist. And I was like, well, Oksha doesn't know how to cut the potatoes. Basic life skill. Why don't you ask Now's him? the time to learn, right? Yeah. And I think that, you know, like a lot of these things that we're taught are because like marriage is seen as a mecca for us. Right? Yes. You'll become independent when you get married. You can move out when you get married. You, you can, can go, go on holiday. holiday. When, yeah. Get right? a tattoo. Do this, do that when you're married. It's like. You know what, like, it, this isn't like this super life goal that we all need to work towards. Actually, what we need to work towards is the things that we're already doing. Like, 100%. you know, hitting these career life milestones, buying exactly. properties, like, you know, moving out, just doing, doing things great for things, you. yeah, for yourself. Going on holiday, like, exactly. Traveling alone was yeah. like a milestone I had to hit before I got married. Yeah. And moving out is something that I do. And as I'm moving out, the conversation I'm getting is like, don't you want to move on? to the next stage of your life. And I'm like, the this next is. stage of my life is moving out. Yeah. Like that is the next stage of yeah. my life. Like I'm very happy. I'm in a long-term relationship. I'm just not in this desperate rush to get married because yeah. I want to do certain things before I do because once you're married, it is hard. Yeah, it is It's hard. a partnership. Yeah. You have to work with someone. You can't just do everything you want to do yourself. And you know, I think that people like rush you to get married because they feel like that's the way you're going to be settled and you're going to be comfortable. Yeah. And that's the only real way. Yeah in which you're gonna be happy. Yeah. And and people do it to make their parents happy. Like, yeah. fine, if you want me to get married, I'll get married. Yeah. And that's why you're seeing so many people get divorced these days because yeah. people are rushing into this process yeah. when it's not something that is something they really wanna do. It shouldn't be rushed. Like this is someone that, like marriages, and also these days, sometimes it's like, all for the wedding. Oh God, I'm doing a whole podcast on our Indian weddings or big weddings a waste of money. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> um, percent. like I, I think so. Or well, it's like it depends on what you see as a big wedding. Like, exactly. Less people but done beautifully, right. I think makes sense. It also is different on like what you want. Some people yeah. would love to have a big wedding and that's great. Yeah. But what I can't stand is I would say a lot of people don't want to have a big wedding, but they're forced to. Yeah. Because it's all about the show. It's and the it's show. It's about the glamour. Oh, yeah. And like, what did you do? And what did we do? And it's it's so much pressure. And it's like beating what the last person did. And it's this competition as well. It's and just, everyone complains. Yeah. The whole time, the yeah. food wasn't nice. Half yeah. it was horrible. Her yeah. bindi was in the wrong yeah. place. His yeah. hair was out of line. Like there's always some random crap. And in your book, you talk about like the different types of aunties and you really do <laughs> see them. Yeah. And like the amount of people that are just like so when you're getting married and there was the funniest meme it was like when you're getting married it was like when you when when's your funeral yeah like, yeah 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 so funny i know i'm too scared to say that back to <laughs> yeah them. no i obviously obviously i couldn't say that back to them i'm just like ha, 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 yeah not yeah, for a while yeah 
<laughs> but like now I challenge and my mum is so funny. We went to, I think I spoke about this on another podcast. We went somewhere and this woman was like, oh, I haven't seen you in ages. Are you married? And I was like, no. And she was like, and I was like, actually, I'm really doing well. Yeah. I'm doing this. And my mom was like, anyway, so uh, how was uh, how's your child? And how's everything going? Because my mom's like, don't. But why is that the first question? And like, why is it like this, like a slap of like disapproval? Shouldn't it I don't even be, know you. How are you? Right? Are you happy? Exactly. What are you doing in what your life? What are you doing in your yeah. life? Yeah. Rather than like, are you married? That was honestly all she said. And in my head, I was like, this is so weird. Like it's Sometimes it feels like they want you to be married just for being married but you could be in a really unhappy, unhappy relationship yeah exactly and that's really sad but then you're really still is. like seen as this amazing girl because you're married and when you're not married the taboo around that is so hard yeah it's really difficult like you know people always say to me like you have your prime shivani and once you reach out of that prime it's really difficult for you yeah like and i'm like shelf. right why do you think people still say that I have no idea, honestly. <laughs> that one, I have no idea. It's just, again, it's these dated sort of views. And, mm -hmm. and like, like these days... <sighs> have people said that to you? Um, I mean, my dad did offer to find me someone from India like three weeks ago. I was okay. like, bro, <laughs> come on. I'll get there my what, own time. Is he going to get a dowry as well? <laughs> I don't know. I was just like, we're okay. Honestly, it's just yeah. this pressure of like, you have to find someone. Yeah. And until you do, you're incomplete. Yeah, exactly. What if you don't want well, to get married? We can't settle. Do you know right. the pressure of that? Like, we can't settle, we can't relax until you are married. Listen, I am fine. I've <laughs> moved out, I'm paying my own damn mortgage. You can, you can I'm relax. happy. You can retire. Right. Like, the fact that you're still working is, is, is pressure for me that I'm like, oh my God. But to be fair, I don't let it get to me because I'm like, you do you and I'm gonna do me in my own damn time because right. like life is hard enough and I'm not about to pick the wrong person. Uh, oh God, it's the worst. And <laughs> no. like, that's what happens. I think when there's so much pressure, yeah. you pick the wrong person, yeah. you haven't communicated that with your family yeah. and it all blows up. Exactly. And you're almost just like, how did this happen? Exactly. And all this pressure on women, it's like, I don't even think it's the same for men of like, you're gonna be left off the shelf. It's like, you're, you're older. Well, okay. the thing is, is that obviously we have like our body clocks and, and you know, running yeah, out of time yeah. uh, with having children. And I sometimes do feel that pressure now. And I, I think I put this pressure on myself mm -hmm. because I'm like, okay, yeah, I am getting older and right. I would love to have children, but then, Again, I'm still not going to rush because I would rather be with the right person. And because imagine like I'm with the wrong person and I end up with a child. Like it just would but be you know, so much worse. And why is it all about a person? I remember someone came over and they said, you know, you really need to find someone now. This was like three years ago when I was single. And I was like, but why? Yeah. I was like, I'm really happy. Yeah. And isn't the purpose of life to be happy? Yeah. And then when they left, everyone was like, can you just not be like that? And like not say all these things. Like when people think you're really headstrong and like you're really like opinionated, I was like, I, I am, am headstrong and I opinionated. Yeah. So if they're gonna go away and tell this guy, like, oh, Shamani's a really calm, like doesn't say much mm. girl. Like how stupid is that? Like people should, associate me for being those things because that is me. And yeah. if they want to introduce me to someone, then that person needs to know that about me. Right? Well, they're gonna get to know it at some point anyway. You know what I mean? so why so, hide it? Like, but we are taught that, like, don't say those things. Yeah. Don't say this stuff. And I think that that's why I think that that underlying guilt, what we spoke about in the beginning, yeah. is always there and it's really, really, really tough. It is. Traditional on this podcast. Oh yeah? Truth or dare? Ah! Okay. <laughs> You didn't tell me about this, I'm scared. Tell me your sassiest response that you've given to an auntie. Hmm. All the time where you thought, oh God, I wish I didn't say that. I can tell you a time where I had a slight uncomfortable conversation. Okay. Tell me. And um, this auntie decided in front of, like in front of my dad started talking to me about who I would marry and all <laughs> that conversation again. It's like, it's just like, oh! It's like the only conversation. Yeah, it's like, was. whatever. And she's like, talking to me about, would you marry a, um, a white person? Would you marry this person? Would you marry a black guy? And it was just like trying the to, trigger. yeah, trying to poke at me. Mm -hmm. And it made me very uncomfortable because it's like, I don't 
care. I, I literally was like, well, I just want them to be a nice person and I just want them to be good. And it's just like, I don't talk to my dad about my type Why? or I'm not, I don't talk to my dad about guys like that in general. Okay, so like, it's not, not a conversation that you'd have openly. No, yeah. like if I meet the right person, that's the time I'm gonna, you know, or when, my dad only knows when I meet the wrong person because then I'm like, dad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah, he only knows about the wrong ones. Um, but yeah, like if I meet the right person, like I'll figure it out. I don't, I don't know who they are and I don't know mm. what they're going to be and I don't know what their background is. And it could be that they're not Indian. It could be that they are Indian. Right. Um, and I'll deal with whatever it is then. But it just was very uncomfortable because I was just trying to avoid being poked at and I was being right. poked at and I was just like this is I think I'd written the book and I was writing the script for my what would the auntie say like I did like a team uh, a chat show right um thing it's on my YouTube right uh, like a promo video and I was just I was so angry I literally had to go into my studio at oh the back and God. I screamed and I was just like okay just put all of this energy Mm. into into everything you're you're doing i'm yeah. like okay okay it's happening this is real um you're validating exactly all the things you're saying exactly because sometimes like i get lost in all of it and uh, for sure and but then it happens to me again and i'm just mm. like mm -hmm, this is why i wrote a damn book <laughs> oh my god that's crazy you know it's such a difficult conversation to have about every little thing yeah. Right? And like some things are just uncomfortable. And also and you're not ready are not, at that time. Yeah, some things are just not your business. Yeah, exactly. It's actually not your business. Like you need to get better at saying that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think I I think I did handle the the evening very well. Okay. Um, you know, considering she was in my house, I couldn't mm -hmm. be rude. And I don't mind her most of the time. So it's just <laughs> like um yeah, it just it just was uncomfortable and I could tell like everyone was uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. uncomfortable watching yeah and i was being like picked on and, i hate that and she didn't just say it once or twice she said it a few times mm. and it's like well you know what you just gotta tell those aunties to do one <laughs> <laughs> no i was actually gonna swear but i think i think i'll have to like edit it on um on youtube if i do that but this like, has been do one <laughs> Get lost. Yeah. <laughs> this has been one of my favorite podcasts. Thank it's you. been so fun to talk to you. I feel like we have so much more to talk about. We're going to do a part two, I'm sure. Yeah. But thank you so much for coming on. And, you know, thank you for writing your book and for your podcast. I'm so excited to see what your next season is going to be about. Yeah, well, we've got lots of lots more topics to talk about. I'll be listening. Um, and then, yeah, it's, I've got lots of exciting things happening. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. You've been great. Hey everyone, and thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Wherever you're listening or watching, if you could press the like, follow and subscribe button, it would mean the world to me.